Yo, yo, this is Finney and Saint Omer, Golden Never Y'all, and we are here with Straight to Tape. For those that don't know, yeah, this is the guy named Sean Don for back in the day, but that name's no more. Straight to Tape is what it is right now. Let's go. Unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues, it's straight to tape. My name is C. Perry Elysia II, one third of Podcasting's Treacherous Three. First, the comedian, <laughs> professional joke slinger Tico de Gallo. What's good, my man? You know, people talk it. I live it every day. Every day? Every day. That's what's up. And first lady of s2t the quintessential hip-hop mom keisha with a y what's good k greetings and salutations oh, always going real sweet i yeah. stole that one yeah, yeah. i like that yeah, i like that i like that i like that i stole it yeah and as always our social media assassin Rob Barron yeah, was good, yeah. big man. All, all that bullshit, man. Look, we lost that damn game. Oh, da- <laughs> can't let it go, man. You, know you just cannot let it go. In, 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 in embarrassing fashion, bro. Like, it, bro. It was Sunday. It's let it go. just the law of averages. Listen, friend. man. But it's just a lot of averages. <laughs> the Cowboys it. can't lose all the time. I, okay? I, mean, I get it. They had to beat some. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, man. I'm laughing at they growing. They, they drawing a, a jack o' lantern on the back of Charlie Brown's head. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. Charlie Brown anyway, is on. Anyway, yeah. I'm in the building, man. I'm, I've, I've been a whole asshole for three Hold days. An entire asshole. Yeah, an entire. Yeah, just because because of when, this game. When when will this assholeness? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna guess it. it, When do y'all play again? Man, like week sixteen or fifteen. No, I mean when you play. I mean next week. I'm I'm talking about the the Cowboys Revenge Tour. The Eagles Revenge on the Cowboys. Oh, you're playing them again. Okay, we play okay, Sunday. Okay. We play the Bills Sunday at one, bro. Have the Cowboy fans getting on your last nerves? I mean, well, th- that's always because they Cowboys fans. But right now, though, I mean, yeah, they so. I mean, they supposed to. I mean, if it, the, sh- the roles were, were reversed, listen, listen. Know. I don't even watch football, but as a cow, if I was a Cowboys fan, I would just sh- shut the fuck up because we only won. Like this is their only win this season. No, they're like no. four and three right yeah, now. Four and four. But they three? lost three uh-huh. straight. They oh, lost okay, gotcha, gotcha. And they haven't beaten anybody. Well, <clears throat> I mean, we were 500 when they beat us, technically, but they haven't beat anybody with a winning record, really, this season. So, I mean, anyway. Anyway. Moving anyway, on. Anyway, any, move, moving on. Moving Forget on. Get So, look, y'all, subscribe to our podcast so you can catch the latest shows and updates from Straight to Tape. Catch Straight to Tape on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, and of course, we are Apple Podcast Certified. And you can catch us on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Straight to Tape. We also got a YouTube channel, y'all. Yes, YouTube, Straight to Tape on the tube. I like it. 
That's like the channel. That? That's the yes, channel. That's the name of the channel. Yeah, that's straight to the tape on the two. Straight to tape on the two. Okay. Uh, you know, we have some uh, YouTube centric content uh, coming. Okay. Got some interesting things coming. You also check it out. Subscribe. Turn on that notification button on all of our platforms so you can know when stuff is coming out. That's and just right. like, man, like. Be part of the notification. Gang, like. gang. Gang, gang. No doubt. And the show is, of course, sponsored by... Bartending Unlimited, the Triangle's premier professional mobile bartending company. Looking for just a licensed bartender? Or does your event require a full bar? Contact Bartending Unlimited today. That's www.bartendingunlimited.com. Responsibly serving our clients since 2004. Get your drink on. Ladies and gentlemen, go with the professionals. Stop serving them weak drinks. That's right, yo. Bartending Unlimited, they got it like on lock for real. The mobile bartending thing, I mean, they're innovative and I mean, they just they just got it going. They're real professional, man. They extremely, look good. Extremely. You know, they look really good. They The presentation, I mean, just bartending unlimited. Exactly. Exactly. Take your party to the next, next level. I beat you in the building. <laughs> now, yo, we got a special show today, okay? Uh, you know, we love having guests and we had an opportunity to sit down uh, with Sky Zoo. Uh, just dropped a well on a September twentieth. Uh, dropped an album, Retropolitan, with himself and produced entirely by the legendary Pete Rock. Hey boo. Yeah, so we got a chance. You know, we got a chance to build with him. You know, on the album as well as other. Uh, you know, other choice subjects. But you know how we start this thing off. You know. We like to talk about, well, I ain't even going to say we like to talk about them, but there are those things that are going on in the world, whether they're current events, uh, you know, whether they're just happenings that are going on around us that, well, quite frankly, we ain't going to talk about. Nope. We ain't going to talk about. Nah, son. So. Nah, nah, nah. So, um, what's first? Because there's so many things. Um, you know, well, you know, the N-word comes up from time to time, so that might be a good place to start. The N-word. So, there's this whole debate, and Nepal? I don't recall the Latina that um, was uh, getting her hair did. And uh, that did. would be actress uh, Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin. Yes. Um, she was getting her hair did, and she posted an Instagram video, and she was singing along with the Fuji song and mouthed the word nigga from the song and the internet was set ablaze yeah she giggled about it uh she apologized uh, nope well well it, well it, look okay she put out a quote-unquote apology how's that a quote-unquote apology there you go okay uh, her, her it, apology was not an apology for saying the word her apology was an apology for those that were offended which is different yeah and and especially with look with gina rodriguez just a tad bit off of the n-word you know this isn't her first time uh with you know with uh issues uh with people of darker use but is she, well, I mean, is she, is she, she from? puerto rican what, she's she puerto rican you know you know how, however she's not one of those puerto ricans that uh you know What's the word I'm looking for? You know, it is immersed in black. But listen, ah. I don't even know why black people even care. Like we spend so much time on 
things that try to kind of fucking we don't have a brand <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't have a brand there's no fucking copyright infringement and we spend a lot of time on an energy that could be used to do further yeah. further the race and further those things that really need to be focused on. But do you, I'm sorry, Key, to cut you off, but do you think that this is, I hate to jump on my conspiracy theory type situation, oh, but, Lord. you know, sometimes oh, people will throw, some, so, throw some, some stuff inside the mix in order to try to make some things up. But why do we care? That's my whole thing. Like, why the fuck do we care? Why do we care? Why do we spend energy? If the Latinos are over there saying nigga, that's fine. If the white people over there, like, every time I see, like, the fucking... I mean, Fat Joe albums and Big Pun albums are full of it. It, it they yeah. are. But yeah, they are like Puerto Rican. Yeah, they Puerto okay. Rican. And, They're Puerto Rican. But okay. she's Puerto Rican. Yeah, but who exactly. who decides? Like if you're if you're not a an African American, not an African, not a Caribbean, not a fucking from Latin America, who who gets to decide? Is there one governing body that gets to decide who gets to say nigga or not? I don't even give a fuck. I don't care. And we spend so much time caring. This shit's stupid. Like, them people identify some Latins from the same fucking country, and they have the same fucking skin hue and hair fucking texture. One will identify as not black, whatever they're going to identify as, and one will identify as black. I don't care. How does the black race, African American race, because that's the that's the black race, like for real? Africans are Africans. They're they're born that way. They're born in the African country. They're part of the just how <laughs> it just perplexes me. Like, why do we care so much? Well, you know, the, the wokey minds are, are wokey minds. I like that. They're going like to come after Gotta you catch for, them uh, <laughs> I choose you, they, bigot. They gonna come after you for not caring so much. You supposed? Oh, they to, did. They did on the internet because I, be, I, I posted. I posted that. Why are black people so interested in how other people? I didn't use that word. Like why? 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 Are, why are we so interested? Well, oh, my what, sister. Well, sis, because the, the, the ships dropped the black people off in the, 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 the Puerto Rico, and then in the mixed and blah, blah 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 blah. But why? That's not my question. I know all of that. <laughs> you need to know your history. You don't know me. I know my fucking history. <laughs> why do you, as an African American living in Boston, why the fuck do you care so much? What does it? How does it? push us forward how does it give us more more strength to do what we need to do as an african-american community right because how how because because my queen you know don't call me queen or i'm hanging up we're we're supposed to be the dominance but you know you, you 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 have all of the races represented in everything just like like the game of 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 Pool, Bill, black man, Bill. You understand Bill. what I'm saying? When you take the game of pool and you got the earth, you know what I'm saying? The pool is the green earth. You understand what I'm saying? Because you got the green felt, and then you got all of the 
colored balls. Speak on, the, on it, brother. Speak on, 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 on the pool table. You understand? And there's only one black ball, and the game is only one, sister. When the white ball knocks the black ball off the earth. Jesus. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so you got to understand, you got to care about this racial epithet. You understand what I'm saying? We cannot allow people to call us by that word. Yo, that was some classic woke shit, yo. Yeah, that, that's the woke here, here I am classic. over here saying that um, I only expound my energy and I'm so trying to do this moving into 2020. New new year, new me. Mm. <laughs> Can't um, wait for that. Again. <laughs> new year, new me. I'm new cutting year, everybody off. Man. Cutting everybody back. But for real, like a few years ago, I made a decision, not a resolution. I made a decision that I was not going to like stress that wasn't not organic to my life, which was my kids and my kid's father and the money, the work that I do to make the money to support my kids. I wasn't like, I'm not dealing with stress. I'm right, not dealing with right, it. So if you bring stress into my life, you could be my mama. Love you, mama. Daddy. Love you, daddy. Sister. Love you, sister. Friends. Love you, friends. And anything else that's swirling out there around in my life, man, woman, child, or indifferent, that are not one of those three things, get rocks. Mm-hmm. I so, thought you was about to hit a chub rock joint. Man, earth, woman, infinity. infinity. Rock that shit, homie. <laughs> yeah, I, thought you was about to, I thought you was really about to hit that. I thought you was really about to hit that shit, yo. Anyway, I don't mean to cut you so off. Like, that if, shit, it, no. if, it, if it's not organic to my life, and that was 2016, I've never been happier since. So shit gets stressful. It's not one of those three things. I'm out. Call me noncommittal. Call me whatever. But it's like this, yo. It's like this. I've even seen... I'm not saying I've heard even white people use it, but when they use it, it's like, I did I get offended by it? No, because they weren't calling me it; they were calling each other it. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, okay. But at the same token, at the same token, if I'm at a DMX concert and and the majority of the crowd is white. And DMX says, where's my niggas and all my niggas? I do look around to see who's going to say that. <laughs> so my, my, my next question is, when's the last time you've been at a DMX concert where there was mainly white people in the audience? It's all right. Yes, yes, No, 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 for real. For I real. mean, look, the last DMX concert I, I, you know, I was at, I saw mainly us. And that was like, in, that was like five, six years ago. But he was, mm, doing, yeah. he was doing it and he had to go sit down. Yeah. yeah, he had to go sit down and, yeah. and refocus. Yeah, yeah. shouts yeah. out to DMX, so, man. Yeah. Get better, bro. Get yeah. better. Yeah. We yeah. need yeah. you. We yeah. need you. That, that, that took that took some strength, man. Yeah. That's, that's real big. You know, too so, much, too yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. too yeah. much, too soon. Best wishes. For but him. yeah, I just I don't want black people to to focus their energies on what other people are doing, and that's my whole thing. That's that's my whole thing. I don't care if white people dress in blackface. I don't care if white people say nigga. Or call somebody a nigger that is not detrimental to their health or well-being. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. We should stop caring. And when I see black people on the news crying almost about 
I can't understand why they don't accept me and they are calling me the nigger. And blah, blah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's been too long. That shit should have, you should have a callus for that shit by now. So it should be able to roll off your back yeah. like water off a duck, like my mom used to say. Oh, yeah. I it mean. shouldn't matter anymore. So gather your lord, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and keep on chugging because you should not give a fuck. You shouldn't give a fuck about what does not move your life forward. That shit doesn't move your life forward. They are not a part of your life. They do not move your life forward or backwards. Keep on moving. Now, how does that differ from um, our stance as a crew? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if we if we go back a, a, a couple months during the summer mm-hmm. here, um, a local incident happened where uh, the the lady called a bunch of uh, black women nigger at the restaurant. You know what I mean? Like. Because uh, that was a directed ass- I mean, I look at it that as a directed assault. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we in public. Okay, mm-hmm. and okay, good point. Yeah, we in public. Okay, and you gonna call me out of my name in public? Okay, I don't care. I still didn't care. You know, uh, that's where I had the problem. I don't. Okay? I don't care. My point is that if she, if they choose to do that, knowing the taboo behind it, knowing the racial connotation behind it, let them fall where they gonna fall. Mm-hmm. The world will take care of them, and it did. It took care of her swiftly. Okay. It she didn't have a whole lot to take care of at that point. But to 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 stand up and say that you were hurt by her actions, a you don't know her. Mm-hmm. B you don't know her. Okay. And number okay, three, fuck her. Good point. So yes, she needs to pay for what she did. Yeah. Because it is racist. But please stop letting that shit affect you. Like it happens on a daily basis. At some point we got to be like, fuck that shit. You right. get handled by you get you get handled by the beast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'ma keep on trucking. I'ma uh-huh. you I'ma ride this if I can ride it to yeah. somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. To a better place that I'm gonna ride it to a better place. If not, I'm gonna let this shit lay where it is and continue on with my life because I don't give a fuck about you and I don't give a fuck about what you think about me? All I know is, you know, I tried to join the Ku Klux Klan a long time ago. Clay Bisbee. I did. I did. No, for real. I mean, I love my black people, but I do hate niggas. <coughs> right, 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 right. But, yeah, I feel you, man, because, you know, I got bills to pay. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. Um, and, like I said earlier, for taking a similar stance, uh, Key, uh, the Wokey Minds came after me. And um, but you know, you just uh, you're the social media session. I mean, yeah, that's why I don't give a fuck. But uh, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it just I'm just saying it happens. You know what I mean? So and at the yeah. same time, that's why you gave him that smoke. Yeah, you know no doubt. Mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know that's what, I, mean? what I, yeah. I do. Yo, Watchmen debuted on Sunday, huh? Good yeah. God. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Thinking I just, about thinking I about just turned it on, and I did not realize I was watching the first episode. I thought it was a like I caught it in the mm-hmm. middle or something but it was nah, super man, dope super dope. dope super started dope. off in tulsa yeah 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 1921 okay so it pretty much broke down the tulsa riot yes i'm not gonna call it riot because riot denotes that one party is fighting against another i will it was call a it massacre. a tulsa mm-hmm. massacre yeah, it, was a massacre. it was the first air bombing 
on the United States soil. Yeah, they had biplanes. Like yeah. Ever. Old they had, they had old, old school Croppers. World, old crop World War yeah. One. Yeah. 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 World War One planes that the white people had to shoot down and completely annihilate a thriving black community in 1921 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Black and Wall Street, as it was referred yeah. to. Pretty yeah. much. And it is amazing. Like, I didn't... I didn't realize that people did not know about this until this week. Wow. <laughs> like people wow. didn't pe- people that grew up cuz I've been in the comments. I normally don't frequent comments, but around this article on different that was posted on different um pages on social media, I've been in the comments and there are at least 100 different comments that said the same thing. I grew up in Tulsa or I currently live in Tulsa. I raised my kids in Tulsa, and I did not know about this until this show. Same as the youth in Wilmington. Same as the youth in Wilmington. Same as the youth in, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, um, it's history, and it's something that should be taught. I mean, it's a bad stain on American history, but at the same time, it's history. You know, Um, it's not in the curriculum. It's you know it, it mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not that and it's not taught when Black history is and taught it helps because you know empathy like that's what's missing like all of this history that gets swept under the rug that that like again I've said this over and over again Black people had successful businesses after and during Reconstruction mm-hmm. like we had our own communities and even if integration happened then we would have still had that stronghold had white people not <laughs> burned our shit down. Like yeah. we would have still had that, those seeds to, to proliferate in other parts of the country, just like white people did. I mean, even but the, they burn our shit down. And even a political foothold uh, that, you know, that black people had during reconstruction. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, was, you know, was broken down with incidents like this and Jim Crow, you know, laws coming into effect, you know? Well, the, the riots in Wilmington were the, fr- the, the, so fire. The, 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 the shit in Tulsa was the first air bombing in the United States on U.S. soil. The shit in Wilmington was the first coup d'etat. Because in Wilmington, and um, if you don't get a chance to, I mean, if, when you get a chance to watch Wilmington on fire, because it, it explains yes, yes, all of yes, this yes, shit. Yes, that's great. to North Carolina. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Christopher, uh, Christopher Everett. Yep. Christopher yes. Everett. So um, we had an equal stake in government. We were making decisions. We were business owners because of that found that governmental foundation. And then there's a group of Ku Klux Klan members, basically some sect of Ku Klux Klan that did not like that shit. So they over, they overthrew the government. That is what a coup d'etat is. Matter of fact, I'm so sorry. It, um, I was just skimming and it was called the black wall street massacre. Yeah. Yeah. In Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. But um yeah in Wilmington it it, it was a coup d'etat so there there was black people in government white people in government shared responsibilities shared decision making viable businesses on each side everybody it wasn't like a 
it wasn't like Tulsa where um, it was a, you know, a completely black community, black owned, black frequented. In Wilmington, it was a much more integrated community, which is a lot more scary to the powers that be. So there'd be five businesses on the street and two of them would be black and three of them would be white and everybody did what they needed to do from those five businesses. And then a sect of a group of Ku Klux Klan's members right. got, got upset and scared and they just proliferated this this riot that murdered hundreds of people. And still, again, just like Tulsa, there's really no count of the number of people that were killed. They say, um, they were saying that the people did over $30 million worth of damage. And that's that, that was back in the days. That's 1921. So, you know, that's a massive amount yeah, of money. Right, that, yeah. was, that, 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 was, that was a straight hit to the pocket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For us. And the director, he even said, right, he's like, yo, he said he when he when he read The Watchmen, he thought The Watchmen is all about America. Mm, and so when he said he said that um, when he read about the massacre, he's never, ever heard of it before. Right. And he so said that he couldn't believe that America, that this was part of America's history. That yeah. was never told, yeah. and he decided. And to he bring decided it out. to bring I, it out. Actually, it and was, I and I believe. I'm sorry, Keith. And I believe that not only this, because we can even go back to you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, God, what's that? Uh, um, what's the joint with the gods? Uh, uh, American, American gods. Yeah. American gods. Yeah. Yeah. When Orlando, when Orlando did did his whole spill. And, you know, and about, funny, about and funny. If I'm know. and if I'm correct on this, both. The both Watchmen and American Gods uh, were written by the one of the greatest comic book writers of all time, Alan Moore. Exactly. Okay? Who, by the way, uh, hated that the Watchmen that this version of Watchmen uh, was being brought to TV. He hated the movie. Okay, and he hates American Gods. He just doesn't like to see his work, you know, uh, adopted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For other platforms, yeah. okay. Okay. So you know, I mean, and to be honest with you, with the way <laughs> with the way Alan Moore is, you know, one of the best best ways to honor his work is to adopt it so it can piss his ass off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's, I look, okay. yeah, that's just Alan Moore. But you know, Alan Moore is uh, is dope. But if you're watching this, I mean, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a dope show to watch. Mm-hmm. It um it also flips um history. What if what if you know what if we are the minority? I mean, the majority. You know what I'm saying? And and whites are the minority. Um, if you if you get kind of lost, it's like, wow, why she got these 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 white kids? It's because you know, as whites, they adopt blacks, and the roles have flip flopped. It's a whole different universe. Yeah. And um, and which which reminds me of a movie. Thank you, Dre. Uh, Sun Ra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you if y'all if you ever seen yeah. Sun Ra, by all means, it, you know, check that out. Yeah, and, and of course, the series takes place thirty years after the original story. When and, and audience, if you ever if you've never read it, if you ever get a chance, uh, pick up the um, graphic novel Watchmen, uh, based off of the twelve issue limited series that was put out by DC Comics back in nineteen eighty six. One of the greatest pieces of not just comic book work but of literature 
of the 20th century. I mean, look, it's definitely worth the read. Yep. I yep. Agree. Yep. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it, yo. And, I'm with it. Yep. and um, you know something? I think that's all we're going to talk about. That, yeah. You know, the stuff that we ain't going to talk about. We ain't, ain't talking about it. We yeah, just yeah. don't feel like talking about it. Gonna do it. You know how we do. We ain't going to do it. Yo, it's your man, C. Perry Lizzie the second. And yo, I'm sitting up here in the green room at Local 506. Guess who I have with me? That's right, okay? Uh, just dropped, uh, an, uh, oh my God, an incredible, an incredible piece of work uh, with the legend, the chocolate boy wonder himself, Pete Rock. Who I got with me? Man, I got Sky Zoo with peace, me. Peace, peace, peace. What's going on? Yo, Sky Zoo, thank you for oh, coming man. through, my yeah. man. Thank you for coming through. And thank you for blessing us with the show, man. You know what uh, I mean? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Every time I come to North Carolina, whether it's a show, whether it's studio stuff, whatever it is, it's always a blast. It's always love tenfold, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm honored to be out here. I mean, you got history here, though. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, uh, was it back in like o two o three when you uh you know when you first kind of you know made your way into this area? It was o five o five o five. Okay, yep. Okay, okay. Which uh, my man who's in the room and I love telling the story whether he's around or not. Uh-huh. This is all Sean Don fault. Uh-huh. This is all Sean Don fault. Um, I met Dunny late o four through my man Ayers in New York, uh-huh. and Dunny's one of those guys like a lot of people in the industry. They won't give you the look. They won't give you that. They won't throw you the alley, right? right like they won't right, plug right. you out of yo. Well, I'm in a seat. It ain't that many seats at the table. Dunny doesn't care about that, right, you know. And right. I'm one of them too. Like I don't care about that. Like we'll figure it out. So Dunny, he didn't care. He was like, yo, this kid is nice. At the time, I was twenty something, maybe twenty three or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yo, this kid is nice. Yo, I'm bringing him to North Carolina with my peoples, and he started all this. Like he was the one who. Put the music in uh-huh. Big Dohan and uh-huh. Ninth and Tay and Pooh and Scudder. He was, yo, check this kid out from Brooklyn. I just met him last week. He's nutty. Yo, check it out. And then before you knew it, a couple months later, I was down here working. And that turned into Cloud Nine. And that right, turned into right, boom, right, boom, boom, boom. Right. And it's a domino effect. So this is all Dunny for. This is all Sean Dawn for. And I, I couldn't be more... Honored to have it be someone like him whose fault it was. Yo, shouts out to Sean Don who's yeah. in the green room with yeah, us. On the humble. You know I mean? On the humble. You know I mean? We gotta build, my man. We gotta build. Now, Retropolitan. Yeah. Okay. Uh one thing that uh, you know, when I first started listening to it, okay, and yo, it hasn't been out of my deck, you know, Beautiful. since Beautiful. it has not been out of my deck since September twentieth. Wow. Right? Beautiful. Uh one thing that you said and you mentioned throughout the uh throughout the album, yeah. okay. Uh this is a love letter and a, a wake up call wake up call to the city to the city mm-hmm. all at the same time yeah absolutely okay now being a native new yorker new yorker myself shout out to south side yeah all right? yeah uh break down the science to that man yeah you know with the album first of all when you're making an album with someone like pete pete is new york hip-hop yeah true, true sonically true he is new york hip-hop right so if there's a quilt he is a huge piece of the fabric on the new york hip-hop quilt you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he takes up, like, 40% of it. You know what I right, mean? Right. You can't do an album with Pete and it not 
sound like New York or have a New York feel, whether you're trying to or not, because that's who he is, and that's a beautiful thing. So it was going to be a New York album regardless, but just conceptually, I wanted to take it there because everything that's going on in my neighborhood, right, you know, like right. everything that's going on in Brooklyn, New York as a whole, you know, I'm in Bed-Stuy. So everything that's going on in my hood, you know, all the changes. So on one hand, we love everything New York did for us, the way it raised us, the way right. it built us, you know, everything about New York bodegas and you know quarter waters and chopped right, cheese right, and turkey right, and cheese right, heroes right. and phillies and it's all new york we love it thank you for everything it's a love letter but at the same time wake up new york it's like if you see somebody you love or care about uh-huh. and they doing something stupid and they getting played and they getting gassed and you just want to shake them by the shoulders like you wake up you don't realize what's going on out here like that's what's happening to the city of new york so new york almost becomes a character Within the story, right, you know. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, which it, which it definitely is. Okay. Yeah. I know. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, I was, uh, you know, I was, I, I went back to New York to, uh, you know, bury my, uh, bury my cousin. Oh okay? man, sorry to hear that. Uh, thanks, bro. Thanks. When I, uh, as I was getting into the city, as I was getting into the yeah. city, uh, I put on "It's All Good." Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just rolled that until we. That's got That's awesome. Yeah, until we got to bed style. You right. Know what I'm saying? That's awesome. And when uh, we got to be- when I got to bed style, and I like I said, I ain't been in. I have not been in Brooklyn since 2004. I haven't been in New York since 2004. And when I got there, I saw the change. That was a yin and a yang for you, yeah. Man, yeah, yo, yo. But but here's the whole thing. You were there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, and I, and you talk about it. You talk about it on this record, okay? Yeah. How as you, you know, native Brooklyn, okay? Spend some time in Queens, okay? Absolutely. Shout to Southside. Yeah, spend some time in Queens, but you're but you're a Brooklyn native, okay? Right. What if those those changes, okay? Uh-huh. How is how do, how do those changes affect you? You just feel unwanted. Right. You know, you feel unwanted. See, I think the problem people have with gentrification, whether it's in New York or L.A. or even down here in the Carolinas or wherever mm-hmm. it may be happening, I think the problem people have with it is there's a misunderstanding of why the people who were there before and the people who, who were there, why they're so upset. Right. We're all about the change. If y'all gonna start cleaning up the street and picking up the trash on time, if police gonna come to the door quicker, true, <laughs> like true, true. you know, if all that's gonna happen, if y'all gonna start cleaning up and taking our calls seriously and you know respecting our dollar at the supermarket and having fresh groceries instead of the old, like on good times, like cool, we with all that, but don't do it and then kick us out. Don't change the neighborhood. And we can't enjoy it. If we had to exactly. endure all of the madness, why can't we enjoy all the beauty that's coming from that? You know, so that that's the problem with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, when, I mean, as look, as I, I know, as I was driving through Brooklyn, I was like, yo. Why Brooklyn look hip all of a sudden? Yeah, it's crazy. You know it's crazy. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cats that I would never see walk down the street. Oh, in absolutely. Peace, walking down the motherfucking street in yeah, peace, man. Absolutely. Was fucking me up. Absolutely. You know? But yo, man, look, just want to take it back real quick, okay? Uh, yo, break down, break down your musical and creative influences is i've i mean i've been listening to you from like yeah. you know from like the from like the beginning okay uh-huh. i mean i mean when i first heard you know when i first heard the salvation right okay i it felt like a personal piece totally, of work totally you know what i mean yeah you know I mean? absolutely yeah so i mean i mean i mean break down my influence is just though. overall um let me see i mean there's this triangle of biggie jay-z Nas that i think if you came up in a certain era and if you're about lyricism and just a fan of hip-hop, that is a part of your DNA. Right, so, you right. know, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, of course. Um, 
you know, I started rhyming because of Chi Ali back mm-hmm. in 91. Um, AJ number the number. Yeah, that was the record. <laughs> when I saw that video, I wanted to rap. I was nine years old. Right, right. AJ number the number. Video music box. I mean, look. And when he came on, I told my mother, "That's what I want to do from now yo, on." At the time, he was like only four years older than you. He, you he was fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just saw this connection of someone who wasn't that much older than me. So I could kind of relate to him But he was old enough for me to look up to Like he was one of the cool guys in my lobby You know I would go to school And the guys in the lobby would be tagging the wall Smoking the Lucy But they was 15, 14, 15 You know doing little knucklehead New York stuff in the 90s right, right. And shooting dice and all that And to me as a 9 year old Those was the cool guys You know and in the video Chi looked like the cool guy Right. And he had right. a bunch of women with him and, the, and it just looked and it sounded right And I was like that's what I want to do so, um, Chi, of course, you know, as far as my background and my makeup, um, Big J, Nas. Right. And you know me, you know, I'm a, um, I'm a huge jazz fan, you know. So, I listen to more jazz than hip-hop. A lot yeah. of people drop records. I haven't heard it because I'm too busy listening to jazz, you know. Your previous album, mm-hmm. in Celebration of Us, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you do uh, a live set, you know, with... You know, with a jazz band? Yeah, yeah, at the Blue Note. I've yeah. done, um, for my past, I want to say my past... Four projects I've done Blue Note sets With the live band Yeah I'm, I'm all about that man You know my son name is Miles Because right, of Miles right, Davis right. You know I'm, I'm a jazz head 1000% Yo the, actually the Blue Note I know the Blue Note for me Takes it back to the Takes it back to the days When Phyllis Hyman was still alive I actually had an opportunity To see her live at the Blue Note That's man. amazing just, yo, That's amazing Yo I mean, you're talking about a great artist. Yeah, she was incredible. Great, you know, just that great feel. And you give that same great feel, my man. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that same. That's a ton. That that means a ton to me. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, so just to make the comparison, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you've done it with the, you've done it with uh, a live jazz band, and you've done it with, you know, you know, with, with, you know, with, with, with with what the culture's built on the DJ. Mm -hmm. Okay. Compare that. You know what I mean? Yeah, both ways are dope. You know, when you're just rocking with the DJ, you get up there, you rock with the DJ and get busy, and uh, it's just hip hop. You know, it's two mics. I got one, the DJ got one. He's spinning, I'm kicking, and and we rocking. You know, but I love the the live band element as well because I love horn sections and I love percussion and I love what I can do to bring all that to life, and I love the idea of the musicianship. Right. And Where knowing knowing where hip hop came from, when no one thought it was real music, of course now we're at a place thirty some odd years later where people understand what it is. It's the number one cultural genre in the world. It's on the, the industry right it, now. It it, it runs right. everything. You can't turn on the TV without seeing hip hop. But I love bringing the live element just to continuously remind people right. of how real this music is. That it is real music. So I love if you take a sample, if you know Pete may chop up a record, right. and then you bringing it to life with a band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I yeah, love the yeah. idea of that. Okay, how do we take this, which may not have made sense as far as in the key when you chop it up, how do you make it make sense now musically with a live instrument? I love it. Now, I'm, now, now, hip-hop today, okay? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's not New York-centric, okay? Right. Now, as it relates to that wake-up call, yeah. okay? That wake-up call to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, does that wake-up call involve, you know, Cats that are born and bred in the city, right? Okay, staying true to the style, 
right. and the sound that the city creates. I would, I would think so. You know, I would think that it's about the city sounding like the city. I always make the comparison. When you look back in the day, like, you know, mid-90s or whatever it was, late 90s, when New York was running the scene, all those years that New York was running the scene, mm-hmm. the guys in the South had a lot of love and appreciation and all that for New York hip-hop. But they wasn't trying to sound like New York. Exactly. They would sound like themselves. And they said, you know what? It'll come around to us when it does. And when it come around, we're going to be ready. So they was making they Mr. Ice Cream Man's. They was making mm-hmm. they, you know, uh, all the stuff T.I. was doing. And UGK, Pocket Full of Stones. They was making their music. And they said, when it come around, it'll come around. And it came around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It came around to them. And the light is all over the South. And the West Coast, the same thing. Yeah. Those guys was making West Coast music with lyricism, with all that stuff. Just... West Coast music So why when it comes to New York Do we feel like we gotta go and sound like everyone else We can't just love and appreciate and admire What these other regions are doing that are running it But I I know the answer I'll tell you why New York is the home of the hustle New York has always been Bogging you down New York has been Whatever's selling Whatever's Mm -hmm. hot I'm trying to get this dollar Oh Heads is wearing white tees to the ankle I got a box of them right now Heads is wearing pink do-rags I got a box right now Heads is Whatever Heads is on I got it, right? Yeah. So the same theory is in the music. Oh, this is what's shaking? That's what we on. Oh, this is what's moving now? That's what we on. Because it's about a dollar in New York. You know, New York is the home of the hustle. I mean, look, it's always been like that. Uh, I always had a problem with the, you know, with, with the long tees, okay? Because <laughs> the last thing I want to see is a motherfucker. Last thing I want to see is a motherfucker that's over 50 rocking that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, see, yeah. Play, you I mean, nobody should be doing shit, it now anyway. You know I mean? When I met Dunny... 14 years ago My shirt was definitely Down to my knee <laughs> Definitely But that was the wave Everybody's exactly, shirt Was down exactly, to their knee Exactly Word up <laughs> Yo Okay so look I want to take you back To that first meeting With Ninth Wonder Okay Yeah I mean He's a legend Absolutely that, that, You know that That's that's within our midst Okay Absolutely When you first hooked up With him Okay yeah. I mean What was that like Yo It was awesome You know Like I said Dunny Dunny was the reason He planted the seed And all that And, and just building with him I remember he put me on a record on a Dream Merchant. I think it was a Dream Merchant two albums. I, I think that was what it was. If it was me, Dunny, Remo, somebody else was on the record. Ah, my man, put, Big Remo. Yeah, yes, yeah. He, yes. he put us on a record together. And I remember my whole thing, I had just met him. And when I met him, it was in the middle of the session. Uh-huh. So I was like, yo, I got to impress this motherfucker. I got to. It's the first, the first meeting. So I remember Dunny was recording this verse. And Ninth was like, yo, yo, Scott, I want to I put you on this. And I think he was just testing me out. Uh-huh, like, yo, uh-huh. if I don't like him, I'll take him off. But he was like, yo, Scott, I want to I put you on this record. And I didn't get to really hear the beat to write to it. Right. So I was writing to the beat while Dunny was recording. Okay. If everybody listen, okay. I say Dunny, that's Sean Dunn. I know I'm purchased, <laughs> I call him Dunny, that's Sean Dunn. So I was writing to the beat while he was recording. So one, I only had a little bit of time because he's going to record the verse quick. You right, know what I mean? Right, he don't take right, right. 40 minutes to record a 16. He's going to record it in a few minutes. Two, I didn't get to really just hear the beat. So I was writing to the beat while he was rhyming to it. Okay. And then if he stopped to do a line over, the beat stopped. So if I'm writing and I'm in the groove, yo, hold up, knife, bring it back, bring it back. All right, now I got it. Now my groove stopped. You know what I mean? So it was a real challenge for me. I think Dunny recorded his verse in like eight minutes. And I my goal was when Knife said, yo, Sky, you ready? I wanted to be like, yep, I'm ready. I wrote my 16 in eight minutes. Okay. You know what I mean? Like my goal was, yo, I want, when this motherfucker say, yo, you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Let's go. 
Yo, so I had to write overdunning recording, <laughs> no instrumental, uh, you know what I mean, in eight minutes. And it was awesome. Yo, that's that true, true motherfucking penmanship. It was awesome. Okay. It was awesome. Now, uh, now, okay, I mean, you know, when I look at your discography, okay, yeah. and I look at the people that you work with, I mean, you work with Premier, mm-hmm. okay? And I always say Premier is the motherfucking, that's the producer for the soundtrack of my life. I hear that. Okay? I hear that. Cats like Ninth, Cats like P-Rock, mm-hmm. you know, my man Knotts, okay? Absolutely. You know, you, you, you've been on, the, you know, you've been on tracks with cats like Talib Kweli, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like Wale, like, 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 like Raheem Define, Jadakiss, mm-hmm. Black Thought, man. Yo, does it still blow your motherfucking mind that hip hop has brought you this far? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I haven't had a job, quote unquote, in thirteen years. Speaking of which, yeah. speaking of which, it's all. I say it, that to say it's yeah, all hip hop. Yeah, but when speaking of which, is it true you used to work at Morgan Stanley? Absolutely, but I ain't working Morgan Stanley as a stockbroker. I worked uh, in the paper room. Like okay, okay. I was printing stocks up for people. Right, like, right. You know what I mean, like I worked in the basement. But yeah. it was cool. I had a Morgan Stanley ID, so it looked cool. But <laughs> yo, but 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 after you know, but after that, after that ended, okay, that's when you decided. I never looked back. I never Word. looked back because I got fired from Morgan Stanley, uh-huh. and while I was at Morgan Stanley, I had this Ninth Wonder album being mixed and mastered. Uh-huh. So when I got fired, I was like, "Why the fuck am I working?" And I got an album with Ninth Wonder coming out in a couple months. Get the fuck out of here! I was like, "I'm done." I was like, "I'm never looking." And I was mad that they fired me. Right. So I was like, "I'm never looking for a job again." I was like, "I'm not gonna have a job." And I got an album with the, the new the new Pete, right. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. who's on everybody album right now. What? Yeah. I'm out of here. No, and that you, was that. No, you already had, what it was was you already had a job and waiting. That's, that's real. Really, I had a career with yeah, you. you know that's real. Saying? You know what I'm saying? That's real. So, uh, man, uh, yo, uh, you've been dipping into acting, haven't you? Yeah, acting and writing and, you know, screenplay writing, and I do a ton of ghost writing. And, right. Yeah. Now, I ain't, no, ain't going to ask who you've been ghost writing for. Yeah, that's not okay. happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I trust, trust me. Trust right. me enough. I did an interview with my man, Travis Cherry, in, uh, you know, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, he was dropping the whole science of ghost producing. Okay. Okay. Uh, the science of ghost writing. All right. Uh, now, does with with ghost writing? Of course, you're not doing it for you. You know, you, you you're doing it for yourself, right. but you're not doing it for you're providing yourself a service. For the name. You're providing a service. Okay. Yep. It's so, like tailoring a suit. You know, if you come in and say you want a certain suit, I may never wear that suit. I'll be like, yo, this motherfucker crazy. I would never wear a green suit with yellow and brown and and purple. But if that's what you want and whatever the ticket is that I'm charging is what it. You're going to have the best yellow, green, purple, brown suit ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's a service. Now, on that Steve Harvey shit, so to speak. Oh, man, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I'll live up to that one. Now, have you ever had trouble tailoring something for somebody to make sure that shit sounded right for that person? Honestly, no. Um, that doesn't mean it won't happen. Right. Because creativity is creativity. You know, you hit, you may hit a roadblock. You may hit... Misunderstanding, figuring stuff out, you know, you tell me you want this, I do that, you kind of change your mind. Like, that could happen, you never know. But to this point, nah, it's, it's been a pretty seamless road. You know, I work with the artists one-on-one, they tell me what they're looking for, and, and I, they give me the beat, and I'll start building. 
Right, right, right. Going just going back to you know Retropolitan in the city, okay, yeah. and and just really just going back over your whole career, okay. That influence of Brooklyn and to a certain extent Queens, okay, mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I love Southside. I mean, I love look, Southside. It's my I mean, second home. Look, is you know every time I hear you say. Okay, mm-hmm. to my man Stack Bundles, God, God bless, bless your life. life. That was my bro. Okay, that you know, you know, you know that 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 hits me. Yeah. Okay, the influence of Brooklyn and and, and Queens. Yeah. To to what you've built right. over these years. Mm-hmm. What what about it? Just how what it means? Yeah, what it means. I mean, it means everything. You know, um, even on this album, I said, you know, shout to Gates and Green in betweens where you would find me. That's Gates Ave and Green Ave where I grew yeah. up at. You know, on St. James, which Biggie Block. Shout the Gates and Green in between where you will find me and shout the Jamaica Queens Margaritas as a body. Margaritas pizza on Jamaica mm-hmm. Ave is like the greatest pizza in New York. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'm always gonna rep both. I'm always, you know, you know me as a Brooklyn guy because that's where I'm from, but I lived in Southside in high school and I, a lot of my first was in Southside. Right. Not to, you know, go too far on this radio show, but you know what I'm talking about? That was in Southside. You know what I mean? Like, what, what high school the, did you go to? I went to school in Manhattan, man. I okay. went to Institute for Collaborative Education. Ah, okay, I always okay. went to school in Manhattan. Okay. You know, my, my pops always wanted me to go to schools where I could have as much of an opportunity as possible. So, I, my whole life, I went to schools in Manhattan. At least you didn't get stuck at Andrew Jackson, okay? So, a lot of my friends went to Jack. A lot of my friends went to Jack. That's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> That's probably where I would have gone if I would have stayed in New York. You know? Okay. Uh, but, you know, I, I got bust down here uh, with the grandparents. You so, know, good. Goes, it worked you know out. Exactly, Look at you. You rocking. Exactly. I, I, bro, I try, okay? I yeah. try. But, you know, look, I ain't SK. S K Y Z O O. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> word up, word up. Yo, man, what can we expect? Uh, okay, with this album, Retropolitan. Okay, yeah. getting excellent reviews. Thank okay? you. Thank you. What can we, ex- you know, what can we expect next? Right now, you're touring for the album. Yeah, a right? bunch of tours. Uh, you know, myself and and my bro, the Detroit legend Elza. We on tour together right now. Um, we doing a couple different runs mm-hmm. together. Throughout the states and working on some stuff for overseas next year, hopefully. So we we building on that. So that um, movie stuff that I'm working right, on, right. TV stuff I'm where I've been writing some television scripts and stuff for a long time. That stuff is coming. Ghostwriting, of course, and more music. You know, I got other stuff, but I don't even want to get into all that right now. It's, it's, uh, it's really about uh, Retropolitan because I feel like that takes away. And man, yeah. Retropolitan is. I think today's the 20th. Man, Retropolitan's a month, month old. old. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a newborn, man. Like it, it is. It is very early, and I want everyone to continue to enjoy it, man. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it again and yeah. again. Look, I know I'm enjoying it, okay? Yeah. And I'll say this. Anytime I hear you with Griselda, I am truly Those are my brothers. Those are my it, brothers. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. I truly enjoy it. I mean, like once again, it's that sound, yeah. okay? It's that, it's that whole sound and feel, that New York sound, okay, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of cats from the city ain't hitting on, okay? Right. But the one thing that I've always given you that credit for, you carry the city on your back. Yeah, always, okay. always. And I don't set out to do it. I just set out to represent me. You know, I'm always going to, whatever I create, whatever I do, is going to represent me and where True I'm from. Because that. that's what I know better than anything else. I may have been all over the world 30 times, but I know New York City better than I know anything else. Yeah, and, and uh, let me tell you another thing that I appreciate as well, okay? I appreciate uh, that you were still fully 
and, and, and entrench in that orange and motherfucking yeah, blue. For better and okay? worse. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> better I'm, and worse. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yo, I'm one of the biggest Knicks fans on yeah. the planet, okay? Better and, and worse. And, you know, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not fucking with black and white. Okay. Me neither. I'm just not, I'm just not. I look at the, you know, the, now when you look at them, granted they at the Barclays, granted they done made that move over to Brooklyn, okay? Yeah. Don't you still you look? Don't you still think? Uh, um, 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 uh, God, why am I forgetting it? Why am I forgetting the name of the, the old spot they used to play at Meadowlands? Oh, in Jersey, yeah. You well, know you know the thing about the Nets in in all fun, that's the gentrified team. They True represent that. Brooklyn True very that. well right now. They're from another city. They moved to Brooklyn. All of a sudden, they Brooklyn this, Brooklyn that. They know Brooklyn better than anybody. They're not from Brooklyn. They're from Jersey. Like, Thank you. They, they Thank are you. the gentrified NBA team. You know? <laughs> and that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it, man. So, look, all you Nets fans, uh, you can hate on what he just said, but it's I'm going to co-sign on it's what he just said, okay? That is the gentrified you, NBA team. Thank you. New York is always going to be orange and blue, okay? Shouts out to Julius Randle. Shouts out to RJ yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrett. Trust me. You're going to be seeing some shit this year. Let's get it. Trust me on Let's that. get it. Yo, Sky Zoo. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, man. Likewise. I'm glad, glad we were able to, to make it happen. Have you here, man. Absolutely. And look, you're welcome back anytime, whether you in the area or man, look, look. Even if you just want to call in and say some shit, yeah. uh, we are here for you. Okay? I appreciate you, man. Let's do it. Man. Peace and love. Sky Zoo. Absolutely. Joining us here on Straight to Tape. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Tico. Yes. Do you have anything weird for us? Uh, weird to me. Yeah. Might be weird to you. Well, we can give it a try. Ladies and gentlemen, Tico's Theater of the Weird. You know, as I sit back and I think as that I most of my... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that right there is the one thing... That you have to deal with when you're dealing with cash you grew up with in the hip hop era, because because all of a sudden they'll just break out in the song as soon as you just say something to break in the songs. But yo, I've noticed that there's been a trend mm-hmm. to my uh, theory of the weird, and it's not on purpose. Really, it's not. Really, really, it's not. Anybody believe him? No, for real, it's not. It's not. This. Right here is about a 600 pound cocaine dealer. Oh, okay. how is that possible? Bro. That was. He can't even no, run no, for the cops. Listen, 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 listen. This dealer. She has a good ass school. He was uh, sentenced. He had to be sentenced in an ambulance in front of the courthouse because he was so big. So he got two years. Where was this, friend? This is in uh, Connecticut. So he, um, he got two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. For selling coke and dealing weapons, only two years though. Only two years, wow. under because under his disability, you know. What I'm saying? Oh, okay. Disability. Okay. So he was charged, but he couldn't go to court because he was super duper big. Um, <laughs> so he got two years, and needless to say, it was kind of like you know, somebody reported there's a lot of traffic going in and out of the neighborhood, and you know they came in, busted in, got him. There was no resistance. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the fuck was he going to do? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? There's no resistance. My whole thing is this right here. How did he not get beat? By his, you know what I'm saying? How did he not get beat? By the dudes that was selling dope, that he was selling dope for him. Because number one, it's not yeah. like they, you know, that he can chase him. True, true, true. He so didn't, he didn't have a, he, I mean, he didn't have a crew that could like chase for him. Uh, probably so. That's uh-huh. probably how he how he had things running. But geez, Louise <laughs> running. Anywho, that's probably what he needed to do. But anywho, my whole thing is this, dude. What's the end game? What was his end game? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like yo. Know, it's kind. I look, I look at it this way. It's kind of like the underpants knows. Oops, hey, you know what I'm saying? maybe maybe he just wanted to buy a bigger house. Wow! Wow! Entirely possible, though. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. I'm sure he wanted to make his life better. You know. I mean, if he wanted to do that, he could have did some. He could have did some exercise. But hey, maybe this was all a part of the plan. You know what I'm saying? Disability can't go anywhere. This is how we live in our lives right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pretty much. Okay. So then that right, that right there has me thinking like, yo, I really got to really start thinking about bringing in some extra income. If this dude's 600 pounds and he's slinging coke and weps and shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, was he? I mean, was he getting any? Was he getting everything dropped wait, off? Wait, you know what I mean? Wait, wait. Was, you know, was he? Was he? You know, was he hooking up? You know, was he hooking up with the plug outside the house? I mean, no, I'm he not can't saying. get outside the house. He's 600 pounds. I I guarantee you this. I bet you he, he knew the weight of money. I don't know. He had to because if you know what a quarter pounder feel like, then you know what how to stack a dag on. You know what I mean? <sighs> it's about the same, like about a G, the, yeah, like a G. G. A G, yeah. would, a G would a be G, a bug. A G like would be a Big Mac. A Big Mac, yeah. A G, no, I think a G would be a quarter pounder. A quarter was that pounder. how he was making yeah. deals over the phone? A G and new bills, a quarter yeah, pounder. Pretty much. Yeah, he moved a lot of weight. Yeah, Yeah, he moved a lot of weight. Yeah, so yeah, a little word. Oh my God, Key, you got a verse for us? I don't Please. really. I don't really, but I would just like you to know that I'm transitioning from one job to the another, mm-hmm. and I have two weeks off. Okay. And so yesterday I did things. Yesterday was Monday. Yes, I did things. I actually cleaned my room mm-hmm. and I vacuumed and I rearranged and I organized. Um, you know, cleaned the house, got ready to turn the heat on. I'm not turning my heat on till November though, but just you know changing the filters and dusting to get ready for that moment when I decided to turn the heat on. But today I did nothing like nothing. How'd that feel? It was awesome. And also not a little nauseating. Like I took too many naps today. You know how you take a long nap and then you wake up and you roll over and take another nap and then you wake up for real. And it's like, you're like nauseous a little bit. No, like nap nasties. Yeah, I've never nah, had that nauseous I've never, never even no, heard of that yeah, shit. You never heard I, of nap I've never nasties? done a nauseous nap. No, I don't take naps, so I don't know anything about that. You ins- you you have an insomniac nature about you, though. Man. I know I'm supposed to be doing something. Hmm. 
no in the wee hours she's asleep but nap, <laughs> sleep. like you never taken a too long nap and woken up no like, i've taken yeah i've taken a too long nap and woke up with like a damn yeah like yes, a headache yeah, yeah, like a or headache or something like yeah. a just the feeling groggy like, just feel oh, groggy bleh. yeah 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 instead of refresh yeah yeah i have done that like yeah, technically nap should only be like 30 minutes anything longer that, than that is slumber right yeah. and i know that and I take 30-minute naps during the week, like a regular work week or whatever, because mm-hmm. I work from home. And um, But today, just sleep, 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 sleep. And I watch Top Boy. Yeah, I, one, I can't, I can't nap because, I mean, I can't do 30 minutes of sleep. And then, no, that's not going to work. It I, is. I'm either going to have to be up or I have to be actually asleep. And the trick, the trick P is mm-hmm. drink a... What is it? Four ounces of black coffee. Just like a shooter of black coffee. No sugar, no cream? No sugar, no cream. But Heavy D. Happy <laughs> birthday, Heavy D. Um, yeah, so drink a shooter of black coffee. Mm-hmm. Then lay down, go to sleep. And by the time the coffee activates, it's time for you to get up and you get up feeling absolutely refreshed wow. I might try that tomorrow because I don't have anything to do tomorrow either yeah. experiment yeah. yeah I usually like honey jack I think I, in my coffee mm, yeah yeah no, I don't I like think, coffee I think the honey would be an energizer note I don't you like wanna, coffee um, coffees yeah. coffees yo Rob yeah yo did you give anybody any smoke on social media oh boy media? did he I mean, um, <coughs> I mean, outside of the obvious. What's the obvious? Uh, you know, them cowboy fans. Yeah, I, I mean that. Yeah, that's that's almost weekly. But I mean, not not really, man. But I mean, that pretty much took all my focus this week, man. Um, yeah, all my smoke was directed towards some damn bandwagon ass Cowboys fans. <laughs> <laughs> Half of them ain't even been to Dallas. They not even not even for a damn flight layover. But that's most people, though. Hmm. I mean, Dallas is one of those traditional teams. You know, no, even if you've never been to Dallas, don't even know what Dallas looks like. And the, one of those first teams that you saw growing up but that, was those Cowboys. You know, uh, you know, it sticks with them. And this that's area, <laughs> it's, it's true. In this area, I don't know how, but in this area. Before the Panthers, there was Redskin fans and mm-hmm. there were Cowboy fans. Yeah, well, uh, technically, Pittsburgh, it was, technically it was supposed to be. You know, you looked at it as be it was, should have been Redskins fans and Falcons fans since we're in the say, midpoint. Okay, it was to be but the there weren't a lot of Falcons fans because the Falcons suck. Yeah, they, and they still do. Yeah, um, the, yeah, the Falcons are trash. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, I get it. It's still kind of bullshit to me because I mean, I, I I'm an eagle down to my DNA, bro. You know for what I'm I was, for the I was people that don't understand it. what happened, what happened? Tell us what happened, baby. What you mean? Tell us what happened, chocolate. The motherfuckers took an L. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he he, he brought he brought that up at the beginning. I don't want him to harp on that again because you know how he gets. Okay, you know the you got you got loyalty you got loyalty inside your DNA. Ah, hip hop. Hip hop. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Hang on, let me see. But I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's interesting, man. It's, I mean, I, it's an interesting case study in in uh, in groupthink and bandwagonism. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cowboys fans, yeah, especially like yeah, around our age group, you know, born in the seventies or you know, go back a little bit late sixties and. And their parents who grew up, who lived around here, like you said, mm-hmm. um, the North Carolina didn't have a team. So uh, a lot of people just jumped on the Cowboys because, well, back in the set, yeah, in the seventies, they were, you know, they were halfway hey, decent. They had a dynasty going on. Dynasty going on. Roger Starback, right? Like Tony Dorsett, Drew Pearson, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. It's real easy to just jump on the bandwagon of a winning team, and then they raised a bunch of nappy head kids. <laughs> well, you know, you know, the re- I'm talking about they Cowboys fans, and those are the people that are in our age group. Well, you know, you know the reason why Dallas was so dope back in those days because <laughs> all of them was on coke. So all the, all, the, all, the, all, the, all the all the coach told them was like, That's "Yo, you know, coke. you know, there's a gram in the Everybody end zone. Was on coke. <laughs> there's a there's a gram in the end zone." So hey, so you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, look when they get tackled, how they sniff the lines when they when they when they, you know they they're really 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 slow to get up. North, uh, North oh, Dallas Forty, yeah. another old movie for y'all to check out yeah. if you never watched North Dallas Forty. Yo, P, what was the name of that TV show they cut? They took off television. Playmakers, playmakers, playmakers. Yes. playmakers. Yes, yes, Yo, yes, if yes, if yes. if y'all could find playmakers, look at that, cause man, that right there was so dope that the NFL said cut it. Off. Yeah, yeah, couldn't couldn't mess up the ESPN money at the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, you know, ESPN told ESPN, nah, this, yep. this shit gotta go. But wow. it was a great show. It was great a great show. show. Great and, show. you know, and there was so much reality in that that, you know, they couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. All right. And now we've seen that reality today. play out today. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, hey, that was our edition of Straight to Tape. Once again, I want to thank Sky Zoo for coming through Woo-woo. and blessing Shout. us with a great interview. Yes, if yes. you haven't checked out Retropolitan with Sky Zoo and Pete Rock, Please check it out. It is a great album. I mean, if you really like that authentic New York hip hop, this is really a great album to and hear. And the fact that I love Pete Rock. Yeah, she, you know, she loves Chocolate Boy Wonder always. You always know. with Chocolate Boys. <laughs> And oh, once again, I also got to give a shout out to Mr. Hollywood Kazi, okay? His business partner, Wendy Mann, for the hookup. Yep, yep. And make sure we got this interview done. I enjoyed the hospitality, okay? Uh, trust me, guys, we'll be reaching out. And, and, and what y'all got going on at Local 506 and bringing in hip hop shows, thank you. You know, one of those needed things in, you know, in a, in a triangle area, okay? Yep, yep. And, you know, yeah, look, y'all bring it. Straight to table supported, okay? No oh, doubt. Sure. And yeah, P, man, you know, before we wrap, man, uh, thank you for taking the team on your back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Putting, he put, sure did. Carrying the team on your back this weekend yeah, and doing yeah, your man. thing, bro. You know, sure so, so shout out to you. You didn't ask for that. You know, of course, I just wanted to publicly acknowledge you, even though you did call me at one thirty in the fucking morning, <laughs> and I was sleepy, uh-huh. and we had just lost that <laughs> fucking game. Oh, I turn my, I turn, I, okay. I put y'all on mute. All right, we had just lost the game. Hold on, hold, hold on. We had just lost that damn game, okay? <laughs> and, I, and, and 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 I was sleep, and 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 I was anyway. But angry, yeah, angry and sleep. Yeah. So yeah. P, so P called me and 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 uh, let me know every how everything went and everything went swimmingly well. 
And, you know, I'm proud of you for doing that, man. And Thank once you, again, Thank thanks you. for putting the team on your back, man. You know what I mean? Well, doing your thing straight to tape. He family strong. Great. Most definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's straight to tape. That's what we are. We are a team. Uh, we are feisty, get it done team. Whether it's one of us or all four of us, we going to get it done. I mean, that's just the way it's what it's about, you know? Five Absolutely. of us. Five of us. And happy oh, yeah. homecoming to everyone. Yes, happy homecoming. Yes, yes. We're almost at the end of homecoming season. We so. are, but we have quite a few to go. Yes, we do. Yes, yes we, we do. do. Yes, we and do. guess what? Straight to tape, homecomings. We'll be out in them streets. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I'm incognito. There you go. So, for the comedian, professional joke slanger Tico DeGallo. Yo, take it easy. If you can't take it easy, just don't take it at all. Shit. <laughs> and quintessential hip hop mom, Kija with a Y. Idea. And of course, the social media assassin, Rob Barrett. Go in peace. Of course, pieces. It's, pieces, yes. <laughs> of course, it's your man, C. Perry Elisa II. As always, straight to tape family, let's get active. Yeah, my name's there. We are.